listening to Scalay Sisters, episode number zero. Welcome to Scalay Sisters, the podcast for the classical homeschooling mama who seeks to learn and grow while she's helping her children learn and grow. Scalay Sisters is a casual conversation about topics that matter to those of us in the trenches of classical homeschooling who yearn for something more than just checking boxes and getting it all done. I'm your host, Brandi Benzel, and I'm a blogger, speaker, and homeschooling mama just like you. Today, I'm here with my co-hosts, Misty Winkler and Pam Barnhill. This is our introductory episode, which I naively believed would be less than 10 minutes long. But how can we get three women together and expect that? No matter, every minute is worth it if I do say so myself, which I do. In this episode, we start by introducing ourselves. Then we discuss the word scalay. How is it pronounced again? What does it mean? After that, we discuss Scalay Sisters groups. Pam and I have more formal groups, while Misty has mastered the fine art of informal Scalay with friends. And then we finish up by explaining the podcast itself, what it's for, the format of the show, how it's going to work, that sort of thing. And now let's get to it. I thought we would start today by first of all, each of us just introducing ourselves because the Scalay sisters, that's us. And so everyone needs to know who we are. So who of you wants to start? Pam, Misty, someone? Oh, I'll jump in and start. You want to start? Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's who you are. Just a little bit about yourself, what you're all about, that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, I am Pam Barnhill and I am all about the least amount of work with the least amount of effort ever possible. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, my husband will tell you that's what I'm about. <laughs> I am a mom of three. My husband and I have been married for 21 years now, and we live in Alabama, and I homeschool my three kids here, obviously. That's what makes me, or part of what makes me a Scully sister, though, you know, we could explore that. I don't know that necessarily you have to homeschool to be a Scully sister, but yeah. I do, and, you know, we try to focus on the liberal arts tradition, the truth, goodness, and beauty. I blog at edsnapshots.com. And I have two other podcasts. I have the Your Morning Basket podcast, which is all about the practice of morning time, which was kind of gifted to us by Cindy Rollins. And then I also have the Homeschool Snapshots podcast, which I like to bill as a peek in the lives of homeschoolers next door. So that's a little bit about who I am and what I'm about. Love it. Misty, you want to go next? Sure. I am Misty Winkler, and my husband and I have been married for 14 years, and we have five kids that we homeschool. And my husband and I were both homeschooled ourselves from kindergarten on. My husband through until eighth grade, and then I was homeschooled until I went to community college at 16. So we are second generation doing this over again, and we homeschool classically, and I have three blogs, which is crazy, <laughs> but simply, <laughs> it is. simply convivial. <laughs> 
Simply Convivial is where I blog about homeschooling and homemaking and just kind of generally the atmosphere of our home and trying to do that faithfully and well. And Simplified Organization is where I kind of get more into the nitty gritty of practices of what we can do to organize our attitude and our mindset, as well as things like closets and drawers and all that. And then Simplified Pantry is kind of the the little sad neglected blog (laughs) where I have recipes and strategies for getting dinner on the table in the week. It's an underappreciated blog because that changed my life. (laughs) Your strategies, I mean. Yeah, and it's not just dinner anymore either. It's breakfast and lunch and snacks and everything else too. If it would only make the food. (laughs) That would make (laughs) you perfect. (laughs) Automated dinners, not simplified Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'll introduce myself. I'm Brandy Vensel and I blog over at the Afterthoughts blog, though I do also have a sad neglected blog. (laughs) Um, and that is Teaching Reading with Bob Books, which let me think the address for that is actually teachingwithbob.com. That's where I put all of my phonics lessons because I have a line of printable phonics lessons. So I've been married for 14 years to my husband, Sai. We have four children. Um, they're aged 7 to 13. So this is our first year where everyone is in school, which wow. has been a bit of a shock. <laughs> my system. So we're doing eighth grade, fifth grade, third grade, and first grade this year. We live in California with a menagerie of animals. Right now we have rabbits and a dog and a tortoise, a desert tortoise. She's awesome because she's huge. And yeah, so that's my, that's my hobby is I collect random animals. (laughs) When I'm not on the internet, (laughs) I'm living out my secret dream of being a veterinarian. So there you go. Well, what I like, Brandy, is that you're one year ahead of me. So through the years, that's I've always appreciated that about you. Oh, man. You know that's you, dangerous, you, right? You get, you get to try high school first. Oh, <laughs> We're gosh. all watching. Yeah. I. Well, I do, I do kind of watch. Uh, I'm trying to remember what her blog address is. A Peaceful Day. A Peaceful Day. Something like that. But Jeannie Webb. Oh, yeah. She is, she, her daughter, well, see, in Australia, the school year runs from January to December. It starts with the calendar year, which is really helpful. And so she's six months or nine months, however that works out, but ahead of me. So that's who I watch. (laughs) So we'll just blame her if anything goes wrong. (laughs) We know. Okay. So that brings us to part of what we're talking about today, which is relationships and mentoring. So. You're a person I watch, and you're obviously a person that Misty's watching, but you have people that you watch too. So that's mm-hmm. really kind of cool to ever thought about that, that Brandy has people that she watches. So we'll <laughs> have to put a link to that blog in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. Good idea. And I mean, Brandy and I first started talking to each other and being friends online because we were following Cindy Rollins and exchanging comments in Cindy's comment section. <laughs> Right. That's right. Right. Okay. So we have this lovely little warm, fuzzy circle here. And so what are we going to be talking about? Well, I think today, I think before we talk about Scalay Sisters or the podcast, we should really talk about what Scalay itself is, because I'm not sure everyone's familiar with that. I know the first time I heard it, I was like, 
what does that mean? What could that possibly mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking we word. Could, it really is. Well, and it's uh, Greek, right? It's, it is not so, an English word. And so that makes us all feel better when we realize we didn't know how to pronounce it because it's not in English. It's not just that English is tricking us once again. So I guess I'll just start off with the idea of scalay. I, I always refer back to Joseph Pieper's book, which we read with Cindy Rowland mm-hmm. years and years ago. That's where I first heard of this concept of scalay. So we were reading his book, Leisure, the Basis of Culture. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes also. And the big idea I got out of that was, well, first was that the word, the Greek word scholae is where we get our words like scholar and school, you know, the, that group of like studious type words. And yet in Greek, it means leisure. And so I really came out of that with the idea that, you know, the virtuous man spends his leisure time learning and growing. Like that is the proper use of leisure time for a free people. Mm. I think the word scholae has also kind of taken on a, li- a life of its own and it has some other connotations now than it did when we first had that discussion. So I don't know if you guys want to add anything to that as far as what, I feel like that's like the bare minimum of scholae. We're using our leisure time to learn and grow. Well, I don't well, want right, to get us from Piper, but that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But well, Pam has, I think she breaks it down really well. Okay. Oh, so now I have to remember what I said one day. <laughs> thought you already had that. <laughs> okay. So no, we were talking, okay. We were talking about what scole was and it seemed to me that there was scole in um, method and there's scole of intent and then there's scole of in outcome. And so what I mean by that is if you have the intent that you're going to practice scole, then you're going to spend your leisure time in uh, choosing to learn something new for yourself. And then you can have scole in practice without having it in t- with intent. And what I mean by that is your children are not necessarily choosing to learn math. I don't know about yours, but mine <laughs> aren't. Yeah, I know. Um, mine are sometimes choosing to not learn math. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we talk about having scole in your homeschool, but that doesn't mean that your children are all time going to be choosing to cheerfully learn these things themselves but what you can mm-hmm. have the scole in the method that, that you're presenting them it's a kind of restful method so it's a method without um, anxiety without multiple choice tests and so when I say without anxiety you know if you have a child who's really struggling with something in mathematics and it's bringing them to tears you're seeking out other methods that are not going to bring them to tears and- um, you're not putting undue pressure on them to finish that math curriculum in a year. You know, you're letting them take, stretch it out and take the time they need to truly master the material. Okay, so that's kind of scole of practice. And then you have scole of outcome. And what I mean by that is you might not necessarily have gone into something that you're doing with the intent of scole or with the necessarily saying, okay, I'm going to do these things to make it scole, but you end up with scole as your outcome, whether you meant to do it or not. And so these are kind of those spontaneous, wonderful things that come up where maybe somebody's not feeling really well one day. Um, you've got 
a younger child who's really fussy or something and you just kind of scrap what you had on your plate and you all cuddle up on the couch and just read for a couple of hours and you end up having this wonderful day and it was never your intention. You never consciously set out to do these skull practices, but it just happened. And so mm-hmm. I think that those, that's three ways that skull can manifest itself and we don't have to get ourselves so wrapped up in the fact that, well, you know, my kids aren't choosing to do this or I've got to plan it all out. We just, we come to it. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's kind of wonder. Skolé and, and wonder are wrapped up. And another way I've heard it talked about in, you know, totally not homeschooling or Skolé circles, but I think it's similar to um, the state of flow and is the same kind of as wonder where you're just outside of time. You don't really feel that ticking of the clock anymore. You're just really wrapped up in attention in what you're doing. And mm. um, that that's, that's part of the outcome of Skolé. And we can arrange things and arrange our practices to help make that more likely or more, happen more often. But it's something you can't really force either. So, Brandy, would you say, Misty made me think of this when she was talking, would you say that if you were going to try to align Skolé to a Charlotte Mason principle, would you align it most closely with atmosphere? Wow, that's a really good question. I almost think it could be all three. I mean, really, because if you think about atmosphere, I think would embody that feeling that Misty's talking about with the wonder and sort of like this almost involuntary focus because you're just so captivated because in atmosphere, you know, we're just trying to take advantage of those moments really more than anything. But I could see also where, I mean, where discipline comes into it because it's the discipline of habit. And so the habit of making those moments available, the habit of using our own time, you know, wisely for for our own personal growth, that kind of thing. But then I'm thinking life, you know, that's the content of it. So that's the living idea that's like coming up that is causing the wonder. I don't know. I feel like it all works together, really. Or Skolé is more the big picture and the, th- right. the three legs of the of right. the single concept. Right. I feel like those three legs are kind of how I would troubleshoot it if it wasn't happening. Oh, mm-hmm. that's that's interesting. Okay. So it's kind of, I actually, I'll put this in the show notes. I actually have a talk that I did on that and it's called Bad Days and Weeks Troubleshooting Difficulties in the Homeschool Room. And it was kind of based on that. I wasn't as developed in my idea of school A at the time. So it doesn't completely dovetail, but I definitely kind of walk when we start having things falling apart. I kind of walk through those like, is this an atmosphere problem? Is this and sometimes it's all three, like we've just completely fallen apart. (laughs) (laughs) But lots of times it really is one thing. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's been summer for six weeks, and all of our good habits are gone. And so why am I surprised that now we have chaos in our house or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So but yeah, I think school A is, is bigger than that. It's bigger than just atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we kind of use it too for these two different areas. There's school A in our home school. And then as school A sisters, we're also talking about school A for ourselves that's distinct right. from our home school. That's true. Well, and how do those two fit together? What's the yeah. relationship between school A in our home school and then school A for ourselves as school A sisters? Well, I feel like we can't really offer that to our children if we're not experiencing it for ourselves. Yeah, I completely agree. That was going to be my answer, but I just wanted to see what you guys had to say. (laughs) (laughs) Now you have to think of a new one. (laughs) It's something that we have to model. Yeah. True. Yeah. 
even beyond that, though, I think I think you know, we've talked about this before amongst the three of us about it being burnout prevention. Well, learning and growing is sort of the opposite of burning out and dying. <laughs> so, and so, you know, there's just kind of that whole, you know, if you come to the table inspired, there's a level at which in being inspired is sort of contagious. Like we've all had those teachers in our lives that were, we just kind of caught an affection for something because they were so captivated. We couldn't help getting at least slightly interested. And so not that we have to be all amazingly charismatic when we're teaching in the average day. But I just think some of that just kind of flows out naturally. It's not something we're trying to do. It just happens if we're, if we're into it. Right. Well, that kind of, that's a great segue for us into the whole, what is a Scole sisters group? So we're talking about needing to be, needing to practice Scole ourselves as mothers in order to transfer this to our homeschools, Um, you know, kind of practice what you preach. And so that leads us to how can a Scole Sisters group help with that? Yeah. Or even what is a Scole Sisters group? True. Let's start <laughs> at the beginning. Okay. Well, I will say here, one of the things that's fascinated me is the idea that the word Scole is where we get our word for school. And school is definitely a collective a community endeavor. Mm-hmm. Community endeavor. That's a better word than collective because this that sounds communist or something like a bad dystopian novel. But um, I've just been kind of fascinated with that idea that there is a community aspect. I mean, I don't think that if I'm reading a book by myself, it's not Scolé. Like, it, it's not that I think everything has to be communal. But I did find it interesting that one of our derivative words is communal in nature. Because I definitely think that trying to do this homeschooling thing by ourselves is super tough. Like, probably impossible for the long haul to try to do the whole thing completely by ourselves. So a Scalay Sisters group, you have one, Pam. I think out of the three of us, you're the only one that has a Scalay Sisters group that's actually called a Scalay Sisters group. Actually, we we call ourselves a book club. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is just evidence that you don't have to use this proper term for it to be what a Scalay Sisters group is. Because mine's not called that either. Yeah. I'm- Mainly because founded before the concept was really out there for us. So yeah, that's exactly us too. We were founded before I learned what Scole was from Dr. Perrin was actually who turned me on to the idea of Scole. And so we, we had actually started our book club before that, but we, we meet once a month and um, we typically read. Brandy has turned us on to a chapter a month. We kind of started doing that. And um, though we are going to read, I think everybody wanted to read Hard Times. I think that's going to be our next book. And I think it's broken into like three sections. And so instead of doing a chapter a month of Hard Times, we're going to do like a section a month. Well, yeah, you could read Hard Times for like four years if you're not careful. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, um, but anyway, we meet once a month and we discuss our book. And we have done some other things together. We've done some times where we've just listened to audio and, and gotten together to discuss the audio, you know, talks by Dr. Perrin or Andrew Poudoua. Um, we did his yeah. fairy tales and the moral imagination talk. Um, we sometimes just read essays. We've done a nature study, a mom's nature study, where we read um, How to Keep a Nature Journal. And I can't remember the author. But then we met for breakfast instead of dinner and then went out after that and did a mom's nature study together, um, which was kind of nice because we could be real quiet as we were walking through the woods and actually get to see things that weren't being scared away. 
<laughs> so those are the kinds of things that that we've done together, and we just maintain conversation. We use a Facebook group to you know set up the meetings and events and things of that nature, and then get together once a month here in town. And Brandy, you so you have a book. Tell us about your book club. Yes, we do. I well, I sort of have two. That's becoming kind of. <laughs> So what happened was we started this little club, I mean, years and years ago, because I want to say my oldest, who's in eighth grade, was in second grade, maybe, maybe even first grade. It was a really long time ago. A mom at our church, there were there were two of us there who were kind of studying Charlotte Mason and some other educational philosophy. And then this third mom came and was kind of asking us about some things. And said, you know, is there a book we could read together? And so we thought, well, why not? And so that's kind of how it was born. So very quickly, two other people were added. And there were five of us for a long time, and probably a couple of years. And all of a sudden, we started getting these inquiries from people. And we kind of realized, you know, we need to start a whole new group, because there were more people asking than there were in the group. Um, And so we really needed to reimagine everything, because our little corner at Starbucks, where we had been meeting for years, was not going to cut it. (laughs) And so, I mean, it's just, it's been amazing. So we went to where we moved to a host home. So there was more room for people. And we kind of started from square one. So that original group kind of became the leadership team for then this other group. And that is actually where my start here, 20 principles of Charlotte Mason study was born out of was I wrote that originally for this brand new group that was born. And so now that group's been together for years and years. But yeah, it's a lot like what you said, said, Pam, it meets once a month, we chat, we try to, you know, always have coffee and a little bit of a snack and get done early enough that people if people want to stay and chat, it's not like they're staying till one o'clock in the morning or something. But we read usually a chapter or even part of a chapter at a time. But sometimes we've gone faster, like what you're saying with hard times, you know, you don't want to get bogged down in a book for forever. So we've done that. Really, what's been amazing about it has been well, first of all, it's kept me reading during times in life where I think maybe I would have slacked off on that. Yeah, because I had this commitment, especially as one of the leaders, you know, to show up and have questions to ask and that kind of thing. Sometimes when I get really busy, that's the only thing I get read in a month. And I hate to say that, but sometimes I'm just really busy. And so, yeah, yeah, but, but at least I get that done. It totally Mm -hmm. changes the game. I think to be committed to reading something with someone else, because you're going to be accountable for that, or you're going to show up and not be able to contribute to the conversation or whatever. And so I definitely would say it's kept me reading all of these years. But the other part has just been the discussion. I mean, having someone try to apply something we've read to something that's going on in their homeschool. So, you know, so they're you know struggling with something. And how does this thing that we just read, whatever it is, because we've read a few other books, and we've done videos, um, not we haven't done audios, I don't think, but we've done some video training video things. And, you know, how does the, how do these two things relate? And then the hearing all these women in the room contributing, you know, their wisdom, things they've learned, or things someone else told them or whatever. I mean, it's really been just this multitude of wise counselors kind of experience. It's been really great. Really has. Yeah. So I think it would be very difficult for me to, well, you know, somebody asked me, I was interviewed for a a blog post not too very long ago, and I'll have to, it was the work at homeschool blog. I'll have to uh, give you a link, Brandy, to put into the show notes. But she, yeah. she asked me, she said, how do you feed your 
spirit as a homeschool mom. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I really had to sit down and be thoughtful about my answer and thought, well, we're, geez, how do I feed my spirit as a homeschool mom? Because I don't always have time to read. And, um, you know, it's not like I'm feeding it with exercise or anything. Like that. <laughs> so I realized it was it was my relationships with other homeschool mothers that did it for me. It's the relationship I have with my local group, you know, and they're all in our, they're all in my co-op. Not everybody in my co-op is in our book club, but everybody who's in our book club, except for one lovely lady is in our co-op. And so I see almost all of them once a week during the, you know, school year. And if we're not seeing each other once a week, we're doing play, you know, we're getting together to play and stuff like that. I mean, they're, they're our people. They're who we hang out with. And then I talk to you guys like every day, almost, um, <laughs> you know, except for Sunday on Voxer. And so you guys are what feed my spirit. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do this homeschooling thing if I didn't have my people around me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So people, you know, say, oh, your kid, are your kids going to be socialized if you're homeschooling? And we can laugh that one off because, of course, they're not being shut up in a room with bunch of kids their own age. <laughs> They're being socialized much better. But what about us homeschool moms? We need community and friendships and people that understand where we are in life and what we're doing, bounce ideas off of each other, learn from what other people are doing. And just have someone that can sympathize and can help you talk through things and figure things out. It's, that's just invaluable. It's so true. So true. Well, Misty, now, Brandy and I talked about our more traditional groups, and then we've mentioned our group here on Boxer. What about you? Other than our group on Boxer, do you have, I know you don't do like a traditional big book club, but do you have anything else? Yeah, I don't have a book club that has regular calendar appointment meetings, um, but it's just more informal with friends I have a friend that we read a book or two a year together, like not regularly. It'll be like, you know what? We should, I, I really want to read this book and t- have someone to talk about it with. And so, okay, I'll, I'll read it with you. And we, that just kind of happens a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. And she, we were roommates together in college and we have kids all the same age. And she, we do that on Voxer now for a while. We did it just chatting over the internet because she lives a couple hours away now. And then I have my friend that we homeschool together several times a week. Our kids are similar ages and we swap kids. They moved onto our street a couple years ago. So now that makes it very easy. (laughs) Wow. So, you know, she's really the one that I troubleshoot with. We know each other's kids so well and we don't really read the same book together very often. But we talk about what we're reading or send each other blog links. And we just kind of talk about everything together. And I think having those kind of friendships is very important to have. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a big point to make for somebody who might be listening who's saying, there's no way in the world I can get out of this house once a month for a meeting. I've got, you know, kids to get to two or three sports activities and dance and dinner to get on the table. And we've got church and it's just not going to happen that. It, it doesn't have to be that. It can be something else. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and Voxer has been, we'll have to do a whole episode on Voxer sometime. because <laughs> That really has been revolutionary. And I think for a lot of moms, I can't believe how many people I've talked to lately where it's like, like that's become the water cooler of the mom world. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. in a really, really helpful way. Well, you know, it's like you can call your friend and talk to her. But without interrupting her. <laughs> and exactly. Then, and then, you know, there's an accident. You have to take care of whatever emergency. You're not like hanging up on someone. You could just carry on the conversation as you have time in pockets. But yeah, so we'll have to talk about that. So true. Else. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about the podcast. Yeah, let's do it. I think actually that was a good segue because I know, Pam, you had a special word when we were talking about this yesterday that you used. And I loved that word. But we were talking about, you know, why are we really doing this? And what's the point of Scalay Sisters or having a group? And I loved what you said. So do you remember what you said? (laughs) (laughs) How you know me so well. Uh, you know, the purpose is camaraderie. When you think about, I do a couple of other podcasts and, you know, the purpose there is like to um, help somebody with their morning time, to help them understand morning time. You know, there's an instructional component there. And then with my other podcast, it's kind of like an interview podcast to get to know somebody. But this one is more about camaraderie, finding people who, as you're listening to the podcast, you know, I think what I really want the listeners to do is to sit there and nod their head and go, yeah, me too, me too. (laughs) I'm not alone. (laughs) Right. No, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be great. I was going to talk a little bit about the structure of it. We're basically going to have, I think, three segments. The first will be kind of our Scalay RDA. And so we're going to have our recommended daily. Is it allowance? (laughs) Is that how that works? But that'll be where whoever's hosting and co-hosting will talk about where they're getting their inspiration that week, what they're reading or listening to or where whatever. So where your school is coming from. And then we'll have our segment where we're actually talking about some sort of idea or something we've read or that kind of, that's kind of the meat. And then we're going to try to end with kind of the nitty gritty stuff. Like where does the rubber meet the road, I guess. So kind of trying to apply some of the principles to real situations. Yeah, it sounds awesome. And I love what you said yesterday about us using the things we're reading. We're not coming on here saying, okay, we're the experts, but here's something that we've read that we want to pick apart and talk about. We're not trying to... The books can be the experts. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I was trying to articulate. (laughs) So so it's going to be like a little mini book club almost where if someone doesn't have that local community and they're just really alone, you know, you can just tune in and have something to read and be a part of a discussion, uh, especially if we can, you know, like in comments on the show notes or something, have a place where everyone can come in and contribute and be a part of the conversation. Yes, I love that. Well, and I think that's why that's kind of going to be our thing, right? Find your sister's. You don't have to be alone and the podcast is there and we'll have the show note comments and yeah, it's going to be a place for encouragement and accountability. And yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with it. Yep. I love Please. it. Find your sisters. Hey, Brandy, tell everybody how often are we going to be coming out? Oh, good, good, good. Um, let me see. I have this on my schedule. So it's about every other week. There are a couple t- in the very beginning. I think we're doing three Fridays in a row just to kind of get it going. And then after that, It's pretty consistently every other week from, let's see, this one, if everything goes as planned, is supposed to be on January 29th. And that'll go through May. And that'll be season one. Thank you guys for coming today. This is great. Oh, thank you. All that. So 
for now, we'll just leave everybody and tell go find your sisters. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Scalay Sisters community. Please head on over to iTunes and leave us a positive review. This is a big way you can help us get the word out about the podcast. If you don't know how to do that, just go to scalaysisters.com slash iTunes for instructions. And of course, sharing with your friends is super helpful too. Next week, we'll be back with episode one, our first real episode. So exciting. February is often called Homeschool Mom Burnout Month, and the episode is going to be all about preventing burnout through levity. You won't want to miss it. Until then, we want to remind you once again that homeschooling is a marathon. You needn't run alone. So open up your eyes and look around you. Find your sisters. Find your sisters.